another episode of The Big Question presented by Friends of Film, a podcast taking an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss if Donald Glover should be involved with Deadpool 3. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man whose favorite Childish Gambino song is Have Some Love, Josh mm-hmm. Straley. Mm-hmm. I can't really even mimic <laughs> it, but uh, it is... It was so hard. Like you posed that question to me, like right before we began, and I could name maybe four or five songs right off internet, and I'm like, "Oh, that's my favorite." And yeah. I immediately went to Sweatpants, uh, but then I was like, "No, okay." I think Sweatpants is great. It is. It's. Tr- it's, it's I think that gets number two, three thousand five followed. But yeah. if you could also meld them together because they flow into mm-hmm. one another, that would be uh, impeccable too. So maybe can we kind of do that? Sure. Okay. Perfect. Just make one giant. Gambino song. Yes. Well, they, oh man, like four or five of those tracks on the album just actually go beat mm-hmm. by beat right together. And so maybe like that whole sequence, because he kind of like series yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Have Some Love is number one. And then like half of Because of the Internet is number two. <laughs> okay. Perfect. But uh, hey, everyone, um, don't forget, you can get all of our latest updates on Facebook and Twitter at Friends and Film. And be sure to check out the rest of our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, on iTunes, please leave us a review. It really helps. Yeah. So this week, we are going to discuss Donald Glover and Deadpool because this last week, uh, I know it was previously announced that he was going to write and produce uh, a animated Deadpool series for FXX um, in collaboration with Marvel TV. Unfortunately, though, they pulled the plug on that series this past week due to creative differences. Um, which has since led to Donald Glover sharing and then deleting uh, a, you know, what he calls the fin- the script of the finale, uh, yeah. <laughs> as it's so titled. But really, it's basically his response to the cancellation with through Deadpool's eyes and comedy. Um, and, you know, I was kind of interested in that series. You were very excited for that series. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking about what to do for the big question this week. And I think you pitched doing a, uh, you know, scene by scene, you know, reenactment yeah, table of, his, read. of yeah. his Deadpool <laughs> script, um, which I don't know if that would have worked. <laughs> Mostly as a joke, because yeah. I was still, I was rereading it at the moment that you contacted me. And then I was like, well, what about, you know, sh- should Donald Glover write slash direct Deadpool 3? And you're kind of like, oh, I don't know. And then we apparently land on opposite sides of this. Yeah. So thought it'd be really the only opportunity we'd ever have to talk about this in some sort of timely manner. So I figured we might as well make this the big question this week uh, since you know we can't talk about the Deadpool cancellation because we're friends in film. Mm-hmm. That's TV, but we can kind of tie it in because he has ties to Deadpool now. Right. Um, and people are, are obviously excited about Glover becoming more of a voice in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an interesting possibility to throw out there on the internet and run wild with Josh in answering the big question. Should Don Glover write slash direct Deadpool three? You say, yes, he absolutely should write and direct Deadpool three, write And direct, write direct, be as involved as possible. EP, um, be Granted a perpetual license to use Deadpool <laughs> anytime he so chooses. Okay. Perhaps. But, I mean, that's not realistic. But uh, I read this script. I think, was it Monday morning, Tuesday morning that Something it dropped? Like that. Somewhere um, after, in the aftermath of the mm-hmm. FFX announcement. 
And oh my goodness, I have the man has captured the voice of Deadpool in ways that we have never seen before. And it is fantastic. Some high praise. It is high praise. I mean, like, listen, the Deadpool films have done it incredibly well, too. I mean, that's why there's two of them now. And yeah. Soon to be three. X-Force and a third one. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, there's good Deadpool out there. But Ryan Reynolds and his crew have been writing the Deadpool scripts or been help writing, Mm -hmm. punching up jokes and things like that. That's great. But what if Donald Glover, who clearly has a propensity for this kind of thing, who already has ties to their new lead, co-lead Zazie Beetz Mm -hmm. from Atlanta, came in and started writing Deadpool. I mean, not maybe lead, right? Maybe Mm co-writer or whatever the case is. Because looking at this script... Um, especially the reoccurring Bitcoin jokes and his um, his inability to do the right thing or his struggling with, with being able to do the right thing throughout yeah. this entire thing, which turns off and on with the price of the Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't read it, you can. it's archived everywhere. I think the Ringer yeah. has a perfect annotation of it. Uh, so, def- so check it out. And you will laugh yourself to death and then realize this guy gets it. Mm-hmm. He gets satire and he is the perfect countercultural voice to come in and skewer Deadpool himself, the character, Marvel and the superhero genre itself, any any actor or any Hugh Jackman you <laughs> wanna, you know, take a take shots at and just go from there. Um and he's already got the the Fox connection because mm-hmm. he's I mean that's kind of why we're here. Right. And I think he can totally handle writing Deadpool. Now, I'll let you kind of like jump in here before we talk about directing because that's a little bit more complicated of a conversation. But what did you think of the script? But why don't you think he can write it? So Yeah, so I mean, yeah, since I already spoiled it, we're on opposite sides here. I would say no to the big question, should Don go write and slash direct Deadpool three. Um, it's not because I didn't like that Deadpool script okay. that he did. Cause I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was really funny. And you know, there's some great, you know, the Bitcoin stuff, uh, the mention of a Taylor Swift episode, mm-hmm. Goat um, yoga, the, the Beyonce biting, you know, <laughs> incident, yes. like all of this stuff. They just keep playing up with even like the fact that like there was some like, there was a hidden villain that Deadpool didn't catch on to like the whole time. Cause like mm-hmm. he just wasn't paying attention. Like <laughs> right. there's all these things that were super funny, but at the end of the day, I don't think he would be a good fit for Ryan Reynolds's Deadpool. Okay. What would be the differences there? I, th- well, I mean, Don Glover kind of addressed it himself in this fake script that he's like, you know, did my series get canceled because of racism? I don't think so. I think, I think that's a bit of a stretch, Okay, but he admitted that like, his jokes, you know, his style does lean more in towards, you know, black comedy towards African American mm-hmm. um audiences, which is totally fine, but like that's not how Ryan Reynolds's Deadpool's been portrayed so far. So like I think it would be a stylistic tonal difference if you go from you know, Reynolds, Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese to all right, here's here's, you know, Don Glover's take. Yeah. I think you look at Deadpool one and two, 
as these very it's, it's the same version of Deadpool. There mm-hmm. are different there are tonal differences because of the director switch. Yes. But now if you know, I st- I, you know, if if he is the potential sole writer on a Deadpool 3 or whatever, like that's I think it's a very different take comedy-wise that not necessarily would throw people off because you look at Atlanta, it's one of you know the best reviewed uh, shows currently on network television. Yeah. It's great. But like, how does that comedy fit with Deadpool the way that Ryan Reynolds portrays it? Yeah. I think I can get that. But I mean, you, you, like you said, you read the script and love it, but doesn't that sound like Deadpool? Like if were you reading it in Ryan Reynolds' voice? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. there's that. That's how, that's how I was reading it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is exactly how he would, you know, act it all out. Now, like you said, like, was it, um, his, uh, his, like you said, Gunnel Gover acknowledges, like, or at least asked the question, did we get canceled because the comedy was too black and yeah. people may not understand it and they wanted wider appeal? Uh, possibly. But at the same time, like, yeah, if he's the sole writer, mm-hmm. perhaps that could be the case. Or him and Steven. Um, yeah. If, which, they, if they wrote together. If they wrote together. likely would have happened. Yeah. If, if, if this came to be. All indications. And maybe perhaps he would bring some of his team from Atlanta mm-hmm. um, and other projects. But also, I mean, writers' rooms are big. They're diverse. Mm-hmm. Or they, they, they better be anyway. Yeah. At least they should be getting that way of Hollywood's, you know, they <laughs> mean what they, anything. You know, they mean what they say. Uh, and I think they could hammer something out. Um, not to pull too far in here, but sometimes tonal changes are good and great mm-hmm. and they could help keep things fresh Yeah, for a bigger audience. That's how Ragnarok yeah. changed things. So if we're used to a baseline for Deadpool and after two movies, we may be getting there mm-hmm. or three films. If you conclude right. X force yeah. becomes its own standoff thing. I really do think that the, the satire that Glover can bring um, would, is going to be edgy and visceral. And mm-hmm. maybe that's why that uh, Stephen Glover says that the reason they were canceled is because of the Taylor, the Taylor Swift, Swift episode. Yeah. And, other people were saying that the Reynolds and Taylor Swift are friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, which may, could make that connection or I don't know, maybe ticked him off. Maybe if he was reading scripts, but why would he be reading scripts anyway? Um, it would be a lot. It would definitely be different and there would be clashes. I would mm-hmm. think it wouldn't be a smooth process, No, but if it got made the, the edges that he would take to film as a whole mm-hmm. would be so worth it um the the, the man's the, the man's perspective on the world i think is one of the most one of the more unique ones mm-hmm. um, absolutely the new yorker profile that came out last month on him changed the way i viewed him completely like i just thought he was donald glover but he's like donald glover like you know <laughs> like you like um He's got he's this little, like halo around him now. No, he's zanier and a little more aloof than I ever okay. thought of him as, especially for being like such a great comedy writer. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how it goes. I don't know. I imagine him more like Tina Fey. Okay. In some respects, like at least how you view her public persona. Right, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, I just think that would be such a valuable mm-hmm. thing to bring to a franchise after three films. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jumping back to your Ragnarok comparison. Yes. I think the only difference there, um, while yes, it can be good for a franchise to undergo some 
tonal changes, character progressions, all that good stuff. Um, in the case of Thor, it, they kind of made the decision because neither of the first two Thor films are really that highly regarded. Um, they mm-hmm. weren't crazy at the box office or anything. And Chris Hemsworth has been like, Marvel, I'm kind of bored. Yeah. I need to do something different. Otherwise, I'm going to be kind of sleepwalking through this role. So like, they kind of needed to make that change and let Chris Hemsworth be- make the character his own. Ryan Reynolds has already done that. Like, yeah, I don't know if dead. I don't know if Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool bec- can become any more Deadpool than he already is. I feel like he's at peak Deadpool. So like, and like because people already are such fans of him that mm-hmm. like after one appearance, people are already like there can never be another Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds was born to play this role. He's perfect in it. We can't think of anybody else who could do this justice. Yeah. If like if there's any slightly different thing that happens in the third movie i don't think it would go over well in terms of if his comedy changes if the tone changed at all um plus you know i i would be worried if we're sticking just looking at the writer side of things okay um about all of the cooks in this kitchen mm-hmm. because i don't think if this came to be that like if there's a thr article in a year that says donald glover is attached to to write and direct deadpool 3 yeah I don't think it's gonna. There's gonna be a sentence that says, "Ryan Reynolds, Paul Wernick, and Rhett Reese are not helping on the script." I think it would say they are very much involved on the script, and they will be writing with Donald Glover mm-hmm. and Stephen Glover potentially. Yeah, that's four to five people. Two of them are in sync; the other three are. And and if that's the case, I think that. Ryan Reynolds, Paul Wernick, and Reese's vision and take on this character would ultimately win out and be like, this is our comedy. This is what worked. And this is the way we're going. And I think we've already seen kind of how if you try to take this character away from them (laughs) or in a different direction they want to go, you're getting kicked to the curb because that's happened with Tim Miller. You know, he wanted to go in this other direction in the sequel. And they're like, no, we want this tone. We want this story. Yeah. If you're not going to be a part of it, then if you don't if you don't if you don't want to agree to this take, you're not going to be a part of it, and we'll mm-hmm. bring Paul, uh, we'll bring in um, David Leach yeah. to direct. So like from that aspect, I just don't know if there's even room for Donald Glover to exist <laughs> in this current formula for Deadpool. Okay, sure, and I get that part of it. Okay, but Glover is, and this is going to lean a little bit into what my next my next topic here, but. Um, Glover prides himself, at least from the, the insights in this New York article, which could be absolutely none whatsoever, mm-hmm. but I, I really, really like the piece. But he has a quote in here and talks about how he's very much into doing new things, or trying new things, and challenging himself. Yeah. That's why when he felt like he'd mastered script writing at 30 Rock, he was ready to act. Jump ship to community. Did community, got bored kicked up his music career while he was at it and childish Gambino was born. Mm-hmm. And now he is the, he just drops albums, and yeah. people, you know, fanboy over it. Awesome. And then now he's running his own series, mm-hmm. Atlanta writing and trying his hand at directing. Yeah. Um, he's done two, two episodes. episodes so far. Uh, I think he directed last week's episode, not, or two weeks ago. I'm not sure. Helen, I think that was him. But he definitely did um, the television show from the first yeah. season, which is probably my favorite episode of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah Montague. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I just want to quote that now. But so he's 
he's not beyond adapting and evolving and changing. So if he were to be hired and brought in, I don't think there would be a, they don't, they, you know, there'd be knives out for everyone <laughs> in that room trying to hash out a thing because I think he is very much capable mm-hmm. of taking what he has and bringing it to pre-established projects. And I'm going to use his latest turn into straight up acting. Yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. as the perfect thing for this. He, when he heard they were looking for Lando, he called his agent and said, I want to be him. <laughs> and now if you're Disney, you're probably already just looking at Donald Glover anyway. Right. But he made a concerted effort to say, I'll, I'll play by their rules because I want that role. Mm-hmm. And he did it. And now it looks like this Lando Calrissian is going to be fantastic. Um, but we'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. But I have no indication to think that he's wrong. And so I think he can, I think if he wanted to, he could do it. He could adapt to the Deadpool style. He could adapt style. to it. Okay. And I, the voice, I, th- I really do think that voice is in the script. I think, I think it's there. I think, I think that's totally fair. Um, I don't disagree with that point. But... Speaking of his style, mm-hmm. that's I don't want Glover to ever lose that. So like that's almost a worry a little bit for me. That like going to Deadpool three would be like, you know, if if Don Glover's gonna make the leap to directing, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood movies, I would rather him go like the Jordan Peele route and be like, my first movie is just like this movie that I'm super passionate about that has like this message sure. or has this sort of commentary, and he can make it a Donald Glover movie instead Mm of having to worry about, all right, I'm Donald Glover fitting into a Deadpool movie. I want Donald Glover to make a Donald Glover movie, not a Deadpool movie. Okay. And I think that's a very, that's a very different distinction. Cause like, I think that like David Leach is going to make a Deadpool two movie. Not necessarily. He's going to put a Leach spin on it, but it's not going to be like a straight up David Leach movie or something. You know, it's not, it's not a John Wick necessarily. Do you think Donald Glover is too eccentric for a studio film? No. Okay. No, I just think that like, I don't know, like when when I, you know, Atlanta has this very specific tone to it. Yeah. That, I mean, not, I don't want to make it seem like I'm boxing Donald Glover into like, this is who you are. This is the type of content you have to make. Right. But like, there's also a formula for, Deadpool there's there's a formula for superhero movies in some ways yeah and Deadpool has got a formula for itself mm-hmm. now and do you think anything outside of that would be uh, not bad but no. just like you know it would, it would it wouldn't fit well into the let's say it, Donald it, Glover is this cloud and he can't fit himself into this box it w- I don't think I don't know if it would fit well in the Deadpool box okay now if it was like Sony wanted Donald Glover to write and direct the Nightwatch movie. Mm-hmm. All for it. Yeah. Hand, sign off, A+, plus, whatever. Because okay. it's him being able to, to create something. And I don't want Donald Glover to lose that because I think that's what makes him kind of special. His ability to, to create characters or tones um, and kind of sh- show put his own spin on certain things. And he could certainly do that with Deadpool. But... I, it's not me saying that like me saying no to this big question isn't me saying I don't think he's capable. It's more of almost a personal preference of like, I don't want to see Donald Glover go there. I want to see him do these other things instead. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. Okay. 
In a little bit. In a little bit, yeah. For okay. Sure. So then, like, the other point I have, so we talked about writing kind of in depth. I yeah. think the directing aspect is the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had to, you know, if there was, like, this rumor that Donald Glover is going to be involved in Deadpool 3. Right. I would prefer him to be a writer. I think that's the easier fit. Okay. Because, again, I don't want him to lose that style with directing. Um, and, I again, I don't think he couldn't make the jump because I used the Jordan Peele example earlier. And he, his first directorial movie won an Oscar. Right. So, like, <laughs> you can't – and, like, he was, he was an actor-writer before. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that Donald Glover can make a similar turn. But it's you know it's a different animal going and directing Get Out for your first feature versus directing Deadpool three. Like I think that's those are two different animals. Yeah. You know, he's he's directed T V, that's totally fair, and I don't you know, it's again, there's no I don't want to I don't want to short him anything in talent saying, Oh, he's just directed T V because, you know, we're always talking about directors that need to take that step up and I think Donald Glover could take that step up and he probably will very soon. But Again, I just think that him and Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool doesn't match for me in terms of the tone, the execution. Seeing him direct Deadpool 3, I think that's a, that's a huge leap for him. And again, not to say he can't make it because right. like, people wanted him to take over Solo yeah. after Lauren Miller off. And it's like, again, I, I, I would have been hesitant the same way. Um, I, w- I want to see him get his feet wet in something else beforehand. Not to prove himself, but just to like, you know, kind of understand a little bit more that because it's very different directing TV, you know, one episode of TV than directing Mm -hmm. a six month shoot for a hundred million dollar blockbuster. Yeah. And I I think I can get that. Um, But also John Watts, Mm -hmm. he had a, I think a one film before he got two, two, two movies, two movies. Um, but largely unaffiliated with large bunch mm-hmm. of blockbusters. Yeah. But there's one thing about Donald Glover that he gets, I mean, that he's been able to get, and it's him understanding situational, the scene, Yeah, in a lot of ways. And there's a really great quote in the New York article from um, one of the writers, or the directors, showrunners on Community, and a lot of the time, parts in the script, he says that they would just write, Glover said something funny or Troy said something funny yeah. and he would improv on the scene and he would be able to understand the context. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know how much freestyle rap that Donald Glover does. And I don't know if this right. even means anything or not, but he understands the flow and ebbs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, something that makes a good director possibly. Perhaps, perhaps I'm never, not, I've never been possibly. A <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just advocating for my boy here. Yeah. Understandable. Um, and I think that, can work now. He, he's done two episodes. And yes, TV is definitely different than a multi-million-dollar, uh, big-budget film, especially yeah. if you've never done it before. And that's mm-hmm. this is the most improbable aspect of what I'm advocating here for. But I think I just still think if he's if he could come into this and be able to see his vision through as well as writing it, mm-hmm. it would it would still really, really work. Um, now, we do have heard that, you know, comedy uh, directors, in some ways, don't fit well in big budgets. I mean, we <laughs> talked about this on the, the main show yeah. um, with Lord and Miller and just kind Speaking of... Speaking of a... You know, Glover would know firsthand if that was the case. Exactly. And um, t- 
tangently related to that when he was asked about the director change. You know, Glover said, I got to work with three great directors mm-hmm. at the end of this. When he was asked at the Golden Globes, I believe, about the director change yeah. or one of the other award shows mm-hmm. over the winter. And one of the things he said was, like, I'm getting to learn and watch from all these different people. And I think he got to see what worked and do what didn't work. Yeah on the highest budget film Star Wars has probably ever had now, mm-hmm. I think, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Depending on those Rogue One's budget still is a little bit of a mystery, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think that he watches, he learns, and he keeps moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's why he, like I said earlier, he jumped ship and he's just been bouncing around to all these different things because he wants to challenge himself. And in that, again back to the New Yorker article, he even says as such, like eventually I'll get bored. And right. I'll be, I'll be ready to move on to something else. There's no bigger directorial challenge than directing, you know, a some, big superhero movie, a big superhero movie. And I mean, like to give points towards this decision, like, you know, we see Simon Kimberg's making his directorial debut mm-hmm. ever. Not, he hasn't directed TV. He hasn't directed movies, short films, anything. And he's directing Dark Phoenix. But, like, the reason why some of these directors can kind of get away with not making a movie beforehand is because in these big-budget movies, there's so many moving parts. You have so many assistant directors and everything that, like, there wouldn't be... Like, there there may be a little... You'll be like, ooh, Don Glover's never directed an action anything before. Right. So, like, can he handle that? But at the same time, like, the Russos didn't... And- Civil War is one has some of the best action ever mm-hmm. in a Marvel movie because they hire stunt coordinators, stunt assistant directors, like to get all that stuff nailed down. It's not up to the Russos to go over hand to hand combat. So right. like even if there's areas in which Don Glover wouldn't be the most prepared to handle, like there are other positions along that crew that as long as he had a good crew around him, he'd be able to do it no problem. Yeah. Exactly. And so, like, at a certain point, um, you wonder, like, I mean, he's only in in these larger films, he's only in charge of so much. Mm-hmm. But his vision for the character is why he's in the director's chair, for the film itself, and yeah. for some of the changes and from some of the things that uh, go on around mm-hmm. it. And I just, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to say... In 20, then pool three is what, 2020, probably? Mm, 2019? Yeah, 2020. 2020, that he, like, you know, gets the job today (laughs) to be up to speed and ready to go by that time. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, But of course, that is still the biggest challenge. Yeah. And I will will see to you that that is the most unlikely thing Mm -hmm. and probably the most, yeah. But. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility right. or out of the realm of um, believability. Mm. I think it's the the more unbelievable part to me about this question isn't that Donald Glover couldn't write this movie or couldn't mm-hmm. direct this movie. You know, if that spot's available, that Dave Leach isn't going to come back for whatever reason. It's just that- like, th- I think there'd be a very real possibility that they could c- pick up the phone, call Donald Glover and see if he's interested. The thing that, the other thing that I wouldn't necessarily buy is him writing and directing. You know, I could okay. I, I could see a report in a in a year and a half that says, oh, you know what, Donald Glover came in like, um, um, who is it? Who came in to do like punch ups for Deadpool two? The uh, director of Cabin in the Woods, and he's doing um, 
uh, the El Royale movie, um, and he helped write The Martian. Um, oh um, my gosh, it's Ridley Scott. No, Drew Goddard. Drew Goddard. Yes. Yeah, jeez. Um, like there was those reports that he came in to help write and do some script work on Deadpool two, and mm-hmm. now he's directing X Force. So like, I could see something like that happening, where like Don Glover comes in and helps write maybe helps beef up Zazie Beetz's role in the third movie because she's such a fan favorite now after two appearances. Like I could see that being the case. Um, I could, and like then him getting script writing credit on the movie, but not being the sole writer on it or being tasked with coming up with the story. That'd still be Reynolds, Reese and Wernick. He's coming in to help just punch things up, give it a little bit of a different take and still, but the the large majority of it still comes down to what the original trio want to do with this character. Mm -hmm. Or I could see him coming in and just being the director. He's got the great script and he, it's, it's just him being like, I can do this. I saw solo. I was on the set for eight months. Like I, I I think I got this locked down, directed a couple episodes of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Additionally, now at this point, like I could see either of those things happening, but not necessarily both. So I think that's the other thing here in this big question of writing and directing. I don't necessarily know if he would do both unless he would only direct if he could also help write, which could could be a thing that he would definitely want. And I don't know why you would hire him as a writer or as a director if you didn't want his eyes on your script. Yeah. Because when people hire Spielberg, they Mm -hmm. want him to look at their script. I mean, most, I feel like most directors nowadays that get hired for these big budget movies are writers, directors. Right. Unless you're Phil Lord and Chris Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, do they do? I mean, I don't, I I don't know about solo, but I feel like they did story work and script work for their previous movies. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, definitely. But their latest misadventure, I guess related to the Glover situation. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a little different because you have Lawrence Caston. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And he's like, no, this is my territory. (laughs) There's only one Lawrence Caston and his spoiled son. Which, I mean, if we want to use that comparison, I think that could be a similar situation to this. Like going back to my point of like, I don't know if they would, his style could jive for the studio. Well, like, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, Reynolds and Warnick and Reese, if they hammer out their Deadpool three script, then they're looking for a director. And then Donald Glover comes in for a meeting and he's like, Oh, okay. I like this story, but I want to, I want to change this stuff. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. no, he's like, all right, I'll do it anyways. But then like, he still wants to change stuff on, tries to change stuff on set. You have that, Ooh, like right. that back and forth again. And I don't know. I, I think I, I think he's game for it. If he if he takes if he takes the job, I yeah, think he, which isn't offered to him yet, right? The which hypothetical ha- job, the hypothetical offer to him, yeah. Then like, I mean, I guess I'm I'm sort of ready and summing kind of up my mm-hmm. um, thesis here anyway. If he takes the job, writing writer or director or both, he's doing it because he knows what they want and he's ready to play ball mm-hmm. with it. Um, I don't know all the details about the Deadpool show. I know that script is really great. Yeah, and I believe what he says in it because mm-hmm. i don't I mean he's got nothing to lose yeah. no reason to lie or anything like that at all um so it was a was a clashing of visions and fx just saying and this wasn't the route we wanted to go and marvel which also had strings in this mm-hmm. fingers in this too it wasn't just fx by itself so all of that probably didn't boil out to a high high concept 
Deadpool show. Right. Because the way that deal works is that it would go to Fox, but Marvel still oversees everything. Mm-hmm. So, But it sounds like that deal, that, that decision was more on Fox's part than it was right. Marvel's part, um, which I think makes more sense anyways. Because if you're Marvel slash Disney, why make Donald Glover potentially angry? Exactly. <laughs> if you're Fox... You're selling your company anyway, so you, I guess you can do whatever you right, want. Right, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if it just sounds like a clashing of visions and there mm-hmm. would have been more money to rewrite the scripts and everything like that, and then you just like, it's more cheaper if we pull the plug now. Right. Um, so. Yeah. So I guess since you kind of summed your thoughts up, yeah. I'll do the same, just kind of recapping everything we said here before. I would say no to this question, but that's in no way saying that Don Glover's not capable of doing it. If, if, if we got the announcement tomorrow that you know, he is doing it, I'd be like, okay. I think he, he probably couldn't do it. Sure. But should he? I personally don't think so because I don't know if you know, the visions would match up. I don't know if I don't. And personally, this is a lot of this is just personal for me and just mm-hmm. what I want to see from Don Glover. Yeah. I don't know if doing Deadpool is the best next career move for him instead of continue to do Atlanta directing movies that are lower budget that he can do a Donald Glover movie and not a Deadpool movie that has a little bit of Donald Glover flavor to it. I want a full on Mm -hmm. Donald Glover, childish Gambino style movie, not a super movie that has a little bit of Donald Glover, but it's, it's, it's all, it's really just all Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and that's the big thing. Like, again, like, I don't know if Ryan Reynolds, He's very controlling over this. It's very much his way or the highway, I feel like, on this franchise and this character's vision. So if Don Glover would want to change anything in any ways to make the uh, make the comedy appeal to a wider audience, potentially, or go a little edgier, which I don't even know if that's even possible with Deadpool. Right. Like, whatever the case would be, I don't know if that's what Ryan Reynolds would want to do with the character and if he'd be willing to accept it, whatever. It's all hypothetical. Um so personally, I don't want to see him do this movie, this mm-hmm. hypothetical movie that is a hypothetical offer to him. Yes. Um, but again, if he gets the offer in a year, then I think he would have the chance to do something potentially special with yeah. it. Yeah. Or just give the man a hundred million dollars and let him run with it. I'd, <sighs> I'd be stoked with that too. I mean, even five million dollars. Be like, go make your get out, Donald Glover. Whatever story you want to tell, mm-hmm. go make an Atlanta movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All day. Exactly. <laughs> Go put Lakeith Stanford on the big screen. I'm there. Um, either way, whether it's Deadpool 3 or a low-budget movie or he just does six more seasons of Atlanta, we're going to see a lot more of Don Glover. I think he's going to continue to be a rising force in Hollywood, and uh, I'm very excited to see his career progress from here on out. He's going to be president of the Academy. But all, but, <laughs> president but, of the United States. Yeah. You know what? Honestly. Dude can I mean I don't know I'm just a, he, I'm could, a he could get, he a, could get the votes I'm a huge I'm just a huge fan of this so dude. am I so uh, that's all we have for this big question let us know what you guys think about Donald Glover Deadpool three should he write or and direct the potential sequel that's going to happen it's likely going to happen with ryan reynolds let us know what you think tweet us at friends of film find us on facebook by searching friends of film and be sure to uh if you enjoy this episode subscribe share retweet whatever you can do on social media and the internet do that to help spread friends of film around plus have iTunes and give us a five-star review telling us why you are a fan of the show and why 
you like these big questions or if you have any ideas for future big questions, again, tweet it to us at Friends of Film. You can find me personally on there at Movie Cooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, and just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes. 